the dunk that John Morant had in the All-Star game could have won the dunk contest on Saturday. That reverse alley-oop dunk that John Morant had could have won the dunk contest this Saturday. Welcome to Refuse to Lose. My name is Joe Jordan. I'm your host today. Today, we're going to talk about post-All-Star Weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about the All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend. And we're going to talk about what's here to come after the All-Star Weekend. So first, every event was good this All-Star Weekend, except for the dunk contest, which is a shame. The dunk contest is supposed to be almost a highlight of the weekend, and that was the worst part of the weekend. Celebrity game was pretty good. I know Miles Garrett got a couple of dunks. You know, we got some people that somebody else had a dunk. Uh, the Olympic high jumper, he had a dunk. You know, so it was pretty. It was pretty good. You know, and then the rising star rookie game, rookie and sophomore game. That I like the I love the format. How when they have, you know, three uh, four teams go ahead ahead, then they, then two teams go at the end. So I like that. It was it's a lot. It was very competitive. But Kay Cunningham is that guy, y'all. Kay Cunningham is that guy. I did pick on as rookie of the year before the season started. He had a slow start. But when you hear other other veterans, we hear veterans talk about Kay Cunningham, they stay praise. They say great things about Kay. Like, he has potential like crazy. So, now, the three-point shootout, of course, like, has, like, like it's been the last few years, besides the Eric Gordon, since Zach Levine got the dunk contest, the three-point shootout has been way more entertaining. And the skills challenge it was actually good this year, too. But the three-point shootout was really good. With Cat, you know, Cat actually winning the three-point shootout contest, a big man. He said he's the greatest big man shooter in the NBA history. You know, so I picked uh, uh, um, Luke Kennard to win that, but it came down to them, too. And, yeah, so that was that. And um, so the dunk contest was terrible. It was terrible. Sorry. It was terrible. The reason why, it's two reasons why it's terrible. Number one, there are no stars in the dunk contest. Now, I do understand Jalen Green being there. He's a high pick. So that's a that's kind of a star. He's a well-known player because he was the second pick of the draft, right? But other than him, come on, we need to get some superstars. We need to see John Morant. You know, we need to see, like, Anthony Edwards in that dunk contest, you know? So we need, and I know John Morant said you gotta pay me more to do it. And Anthony Edwards like, I'm I'm an end game dunker, but dude, these dudes are end game dunkers too. The dunk that John Morant had in the All Star game could have won the dunk contest on Saturday. That reverse alley oop dunk that John Morant had could have won the dunk contest this Saturday. All right, so it's last Saturday, so it was terrible. It was a bad sight to see. I mean, we we saw Jalen Green uh, miss a dunk. And then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just walked out right afterwards. <laughs> All right? So he said, I had enough of this. And he just rolled out. So the dunk contest was bad. But the All-Star game was, was, was entertaining. Like, with the new format, you pick teams. You have pride. They got the charities online. So, like, you want to win for the charity you plan for. And last but not least, they actually uh, – they, they, they go to a certain number. It's no, it's no longer based on time. They go to a certain score at the end of the game. And it gets very, very competitive. Could you get bragging rights and stuff like that? But watching that game, Steph Curry was on fire. He was on fire. All right. I he could have went for 60. I think he had he could have went for 60. 
you know, he had 42 and three quarters. So 45, I think, at three quarters. He should have went from – if I was him, I would have went for 60. I would have kept shooting them threes, and then I would have went for 60. But he was shooting the threes off. So I don't know what happened to him. But LeBron James close the deal. Now, um, watching that game, Joel, they, they said that Joel Embiid trying to get a triple crown. He's trying to get the, the regular season MVP, the All-Star MVP, and the NBA Finals MVP. And he was playing hard. Joel Embiid was playing hard in those last few minutes, you know, but he couldn't get nothing done because also Jared Allen was playing hard. Giannis was playing hard. They just had a better team. They just did. They had more size. They were bigger. Joel Embiid was the only big they had for real. That was on the court at the end of the game. You know, they had Jared Allen and Giannis out there uh, dealing with Embiid. So, and Jared Allen did a good job. He actually blocked Embiid's shot. You know, and be trying to power him and went out, and Jerry Allen did a good job. So Jerry Allen kind of showed the world who don't watch the Cavs what he's been doing this year. This has been Jerry Allen all year. You know, so I thought Trey Young would have a better game. I actually picked Luka to win MVP off the bench, but, you know, like somebody told me, Luka is not really an all-star type person. He'd be chilling. He's not going to be as aggressive as these guys are. But Steph Curry won MVP. Shout out to J-Mo. He told me that Steph's going to win this year. And he did by a landslide. It wasn't even close. But I think Embiid was trying to get that if they would have won. He, he, he was definitely trying to get that. Giannis played hard like always. I mean, Deontay, Deontay, Deontay Murray, uh, uh, Deontay, sorry, I've not your name wrong. D. Murray, he actually uh, was playing hard too. <laughs> he was playing hard too. First All Star game. I respect that. I respect that. So that's how I got to be. It's your first All Star game. You got you got that thing loose and you got you got to set the tone because you want to come back. All right, so now post All Star, I'm looking at the NBA standards. I see Miami Heat as a number one, Bulls at number two, Sixers third, Cavs at fourth. Now you see, we know the talk. The biggest talk is going to be the Nets. The Nets are in the AC right now. Now the Nets are five games behind the Cavaliers, so it's about it's a little bit over twenty games left to play. I could so the second half at the All Star break, that's when you really see who you're going to see in the playoffs. You know, because teams had time to, like, basically die down, relax, get their mind right, and strategize for the second half of the season. This is where playoff basketball starts because you have people in the hunt, people fighting for seeding, and now it's not going to be like the first half. The first half is kind of like a days old. Some games take it serious, some games you don't. But these last 20-plus games, every team will take it seriously, unless there's a big margin ahead. But in the East, there's no big margin. And I'm pretty sure every single person in the East wants to be a top two seed, a one or two seed. They want to play one of those play-in teams. Because, like I said, the Nets are in eighth. They're going to climb back up. I got the Nets finishing at least with some home court advantage, if not at least fifth. Right now, the Bucks are fifth. All right? I I see the Bucks moving up. And I can see the Cavs slightly, Cavs slightly coming down. So the Cavs might drop to six, and the Bucks and the Nets will be five and four. All right. So, but those top two teams could they the Nets and them could still be the top seed. They they seven games behind, but the top seed, top two seeds are going to play the playing teams. And right now, the playing teams are the Wizards, the Hawks, the Hornets, Nets, and Raptors. I could feel pretty confident to say that the playing teams will be. The Wizards, the Hawks, Hornets, uh, and Raptors. I can feel I can feel real confident. Either Raptors or the Celtics, but the Celtics been on the road, so I'm gonna say the Raptors. All right, I can feel real confident that the top, the playing teams would be in the East would be those four teams. So if you Miami, Chicago, you want to keep that so you can play one of those teams versus playing a team like the Celtics, 
or like I said, Southern Miami, or the Bucks, or the, the, the Nets in the first round. You don't want to do that. So whoever falls into that four seed is going to be playing the Nets or the Bucks in the first round. So good luck with that, y'all. Good luck with that. And then we go to the West. The West, right? You got the Suns. Suns up by seven and a half games, but six and a half games. Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies, Jazz, top four teams in the in the West. All right. Now, the 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 surprise of the year so far for everybody were the Grizzlies being the top three seed at all at the all-star break. Nobody expected that. I, I'm pretty sure people thought the Nuggets would have a higher seed. People thought the Lakers would have a higher seed. Right now, Lakers sitting at ninth. So now I look at this, this I look at the the the, the team that we talked about the most in the West, obviously are the Lakers. Where would the Lakers fall? When the season's over. Now, here's a problem with the Lakers. They're the ninth seed. All right. The Clippers are the Clippers are the eighth seed. They both had 31 losses, but the Clippers got three more wins today. The Clippers are 30 and 31, but the Lakers are 27 and 31. So the Clippers, they only got what? Like, I guess like like they probably got like what 23, 22 games left to play. Right? 23 games left to play. So and here's the thing, man. The Clippers just made some trades. So uh, before the All Star break, so the, so their trades will be implemented in, and they'll be more they'll be settled in the, in their roles. So the Clippers will look better, I believe, post All Star break. I think the Clippers are going to get out that playing spot. You know, somebody's going to drop, but it's going to be hard to say who. And I don't, I don't know anybody not. You know, because right now the Timberwolves are 31 and 28. and the Nuggets. The Nuggets have six games ahead of the Clippers, so the Clippers might stick at the play in. But the Lakers, for 31 losses, I think they can make the play in. They can make the play in. Now, my question is, because, you know, being a Kings fan, this is my show. I got to talk about my team. The Kings are 22 and 38, while the Blazers are 25 and 34. So they are four games behind the Blazers. And, you know, a friend of all the Pelicans and the Spurs. Post All Star break, new trades, more chemistry. Hey, these next five games for each team is crucial. When we see these next five games for each team, we will see kind of like the layout on how uh, how this thing is going to end. And I'm hoping that our king, my kings, are making it into that playing because it's been the longest drought since they've been to the playoffs, y'all. I'm sorry. I know y'all probably don't want to see the Kings play. I want to see the Kings play in the playing. So y'all can see how we play. We play pretty good. Since it's a bonus trade, we've been playing pretty good. We lost to the Nets and we lost to the to the Bulls. I understand that. We're two and two since acquiring him. All right. But we we, we look better. We look foxes look alive. So I'm ready. I don't know how it's gonna end, but we'll see. So the Suns are way ahead. They got a lot of games ahead of them. So they're gonna be relaxing towards the end of the season. But I'm curious to see. So that's why I have for you guys today. And I'll see y'all next episode. Thank you for staying to the end. We really appreciate that. If you are listening to this on you or watching this on YouTube, we would like for you to like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and hit the notification button so you can be notified next time we put out a video. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, etc., we would like for you to follow us on those platforms. Also, hit the notification button so you can be notified when we're out. And last but not least, no matter what platform you're listening to or you're watching it on, share it with someone you know, and they can be part of the movement also. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.